The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's time for the final countdown. The show starts in 10. And the opposing corner. And 
this crowd, it's a 50-50 split here in Chicago. They've got their favorites on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Look at this. This is great tag work here. Tag was made. Great communication. That, look, they're, they've used this before. We've seen FTR use the power plugs before, but Santana. Yeah. Santana has now interrupted. Wow. Big time suplex off the top. And what has Cash Wheeler got in mind? Is, is he going to go for the pin or is. Yes. Goes for the splash. Nope. Ortiz rolls inward. NZ Carey. That might have been somewhat indecisive on FTR's part. I, I believe it was a balance thing as well. Oh, oh the oh. big rig. The big rig should do it. One, two, no. And Santana got there exactly the latest hour he could arrive. Yeah. Barely in the nick of time. And look at the bodies. What a what a tag team matchup, folks. And we're just kicking off a two-hour live broadcast here in Chicago. And these fans are loving it. We're seeing this battle between the inner circle and the pinnacle. And of course, this weekend, we will see what could be Chris Jericho's final fight as he takes on MJF Live this Sunday on At All Out. I don't know why Jericho hung that stipulation on himself. I really don't get it. I'm going to find out tonight. Ortiz, the Bandera sends him up and over the top. Santana, the legal man, rolls through. Oh, the cutter! And that was tricky to roll through, roll back, and get the cutter. The lung blower. Boom! Oh. Thrust kick. What combination offense by Santana Ortiz? He showed you a kind of tough man. Wheeler flattened again. The deep hook. And Santana Ortiz are victorious. Now we know Santana Ortiz. Damn it, guys. They earned this one. They earned every bit of it. They pushed their, each other to the limit. And now the fans standing. The fans that will be standing when CM Punk comes out next. All we need to see is the world champion. AEW world champion Kenny Omega, who of course will have to face the undefeated Christian Cage. Something's got to give, Excalibur. Something's got to give there. Last time they met, we saw what happened. Classic match. Classic match on Rampage. It was a classic match that saw Kenny Omega defeated for the uh, first time in over hey, 18 months. Hey, yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> He's the best. Kenny's the best. Simple as that. Hey. Get rid of him, get rid of him. Hey. Oh, look at this, the elite. What do you think you're doing, huh? Boy, you guys annoying. You just can't take a hit, can you? Huh? The elite with the numbers advantage. You're I... not even in contention. Hey, take care of him. And take care of the dinosaur. Oh, what the hell, take guys? Care of him. That's right, the that's right. A magic killer oh, on yeah. the table, my you god. You know what to do, you know what to do. Oh, there we go. There we go. Luchasaurus driven through the table with the hey. magic killer. 
Hey, Jungle Boy Jack. Got it, hey, buddy. Buddy. Huh? Who do you think you are, huh? This Who do you think you are? I am. This is the hey. reason for a cage. You're not even in contention anymore. You're a nobody. And yes, it hey. is a reason for a cage. A Christian cage. The, yes, sir, baby. Oh, the spear. And the fireworks are back on here Help in me. Chicago. Help me. But Kenny Omega. Help. And too many Help. calling in the reinforcements of the elite. Kenny and his group have the numbers game, Man. no doubt about it. What, kendo sticks for all? No. What the hell? You thought you're so clever, huh? You just fell right into a trap. Hey, Mr. Tony Khan, great meeting today. Love talking about the video game, love talking about those ratings, but you really gotta be careful not to misplace your personal items. Mr. Callis, I know you've got the keys to the cage control room. What? Let her rip! Bring it down! Bring it down! The cage descending from the top of the now oh, arena! Oh, you thought we were done? You thought we were done? <laughs> My God. You thought I was done, Christian? I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. Hey, bring him up, pick him up, pick him up. My, my pick God, him up. what's gonna keep the elite out on Sunday pick is, is keeping them in this, right this. now. Christian Cage and the Lucha Brothers locked in with the elite inside the cage. This evil structure is surrounding the these Christian. Huh, hold this, Dad. Oh! The How does that backfield, Christian, huh? Hey, Nat, hold this. Oh my God, the, the Lucha Brothers and Christian Cage are just being dismantled this here is, by the elite. This is, this is beyond horrible. And Alex Abrahant says it's cold in the reinforcements. Frankie Kazarian Dante Martin. Yeah, but they're outside the cage. Oh, don't get in. Here comes don't Orange Cassidy in. as well. <laughs> Try as you may, you're not getting in. Again. You're getting in. Hey. There you see what the cage can do. Get out. How the cage oh, can prevent Boy. the spray in the eyes of Jungle Boy. He was trying to scale the Get cage. Out. Marco Stuntsbury nearly made it to the top. They'll kill Get Marco. Him Get him out. Hey. Cutler in the eyes of Marco. Get him out. Look at this. The elite holding all the reinforcements at bay. Sick. It's, it's the cage. It's the cage, Jordan. The same hey. cage that Sunday will hopefully yet, keep these, these idiots guys, out. Cage is doing its job. Yes, it is. Oh, Christian, you thought it was done? Oh my God, they... You thought we were done? Handcuffs? What the... Oh, they, oh God. There we go. The Lucha Bros are handcuffed Hold to the ropes. There we go. Hey, Nack, what are you doing? Hold this. Oh my God, it's an all-out assault. Relentless. Amazingly relentless. This is an absolute, hey, Bucks. It's a crime. Bucks. Christian, hey. Hey, calm down, buddy. Calm down, buddy. Hey, calm down. Look at my eyes. Look at my eyes. Calm down, buddy. Calm down. Let's get Christian. Let's get Christian. Of course. <laughs> Let's get Christian. That's what's on Kenny's Let's agenda. Christian. What shape oh, will the challengers so be in we're this Sunday? So fun, Good question, Excalibur. <laughs> we're going to have so much fun at the pay-per-view. We're going to have so much fun. Hey, get Frankie. Get Frankie. Christian Cage being hold, yeah, held want, I want, I want by the Young Bucks. Here we go, here we go. Hey, are you ready for it? Scream it out loud if you know the words, guys. BTE Trigger! 
right to the Jungle. face nah. of the hey. undefeated Jungle. number one contender Jungle. for the world title. Hey. I'm so sorry I have to do We will be you. back live here on Friday night on 10 p.m. for AEW Rampage and then immediately following just the countdown to All Out at 11. 90 big minutes of action on Friday night on TNT and then Sunday night, pay-per-view only. Countdown is on. You'll see that Friday night. All out, all pay-per-view. Only way to join us, and you'd be crazy to miss it. This is going to be a special weekend. That's why I retire you for seven more years. months just hearing cult of personality and coming out here and feeling that love. I think there might be a, some people out there who get a little bit tired of it real fast, but I gotta say, guys, seriously, I'm not one of them, so I'm doing my best to enjoy this while it lasts. Because I know on Sunday, just a few days away in this very same building, this could all end for me. Looking at it realistically, guys, I haven't wrestled in seven years. I'm nervous. Dare I use the word scared? But listen, knowing that Sunday this could all end, I want to make a promise to you guys right now. I'm going to promise that each and every single time I lace up my boots, I make a promise to you that every single time I come down that aisle, I'm going to give you guys the best. Oh, oh, Daniel oh, Garcia. All about. Daniel Garcia in 2.0. They've threatened to disrupt this oh, match. Come on, you punks. It's not those punks. Punks are right. And they're punking punk right now is what they're doing. And Garcia doing anything for publicity to get their name out, out in the light, so to speak. Garcia will be going one-on-one -on -one with Darby Allen live this they're, Friday night on Rampage, but they're not waiting. Now they're trying to stop the most anticipated pay-per-view match that we've had in years, maybe ever. It's a cowardly attack from three classless individuals on CM Punk, who didn't, who didn't even have the chance to win a minute. That's Darby and Sting! Darby, Darby Allen Sting Sunday night on pay-per-view! And here we go! Darby Allen! what we're seeing here? Darby Allen and Garcia are gonna Ooh. fall! Go 
total war this Friday night on Rampage, but now Punk and Sting with 2.0 inside the ring. Those are right hands, rights and lefts. And ambidextrous fracker is CM Punk. A tremendous flurry over there. From CM Punk on Jeff Parker, now Darby Allen headed up top. Take a look at this. Uh-oh. The coffin drop, Scorpion death drop, and now look at this, CM Punk. Goodbye. GTS. Go to sleep. CM Punk has got to process all this information. His biggest adversary, oh my. Darby Allen. And they're signed to go one-on-one -on -one at the pay-per-view on Sunday. And all out. And Punk is, he's pissed off. He's a competitive guy. He would fight right now, I think. So would Darby. Yeah, so would Darby. You're right. Look at this face. I cannot wait till Sunday. Oh, I don't know how much of a favor those Yahoo's did a moment ago for Darby Allen. Well, they, listen, they're on their own time. They're, they're on their own mission. Boy, this is going to be good. Live pay-per-view in the ring. What? <laughs> Punk's not done. And now he gives Sting the floor. I gotta admit, I always did want to share a ring with you. Mucho respect, okay? Get that out of the way. Our paths never did cross. All these years have gone by and our paths never did cross, but that was then, and this is now. And speaking of now, it felt really good to watch going to sleep happen right before my very own eyes. It felt good to see a coffin drop right before my very own eyes. And it felt good to sting or death drop somebody again. It just felt good to clear traffic because we all had the same goal in mind. We don't want anything to stop this match at All Out on Sunday. We moved traffic out of the way, and talking about getting traffic out of the way, that includes the Stinger. This Sunday, I know Darby's ready, and he's gonna face you mano y mano. I know that you're ready. I'm gonna fist pump my partner here and walk back to the dressing room. And then all out, when Darby Allen, who's very ready, and CM Punk, I know you're ready. When you collide, it's gonna be showtime for sure. Darby Allen has been staring daggers at CM Punk, but we are just a matter of days away before these two men meet live this Sunday at All Out on Pay-Per-View. Young Darby Allen with the biggest match of his life, looking him right in the face. What would it mean to Darby Allen's career, nationally, internationally, to be CM Punk? And what would it mean to CM Punk to have his first match and lose yeah. AEW, which is Highly possible. That's how important this match is to him. And that's our biggest pay-per-view match ever in AEW. And Sting recognizing the gravity of this situation, this match between Punk and Darby, 
Zhang. He will not be at ringside. He will let these two go to war. I'm gonna say something I haven't said in a long time. Welcome to Chicago is Jericho! And I usually don't say that anymore, but I thought it was a good time to harken back to my past. Since 22 years ago, I started my main event journey in this business in Chicago. Just a few miles down the road at the Allstate Arena, and the man who recruited me to start that main event journey was this man right here, Jim Ross! And that's why I wanted you out here, Jim. It's an honor to be here, Chris. I, I gotta ask you, know, a lot of people have asked me, why did you select to put this stipulation on this match yourself? This is your idea. If you don't win, you won't wrestle in the AEW ring again. Why is the ring stipulation? Yeah. I still remember that day at the Bombay Bicycle Club when I signed with you, Jim. And those are good questions, and I will answer them. But first of all, I want to say something right off the bat. MJF, you are a piece of shit. Common knowledge. I think he really undersold it. But you're diabolical and calculated, so am I. And you're vicious, and you're a button pusher, so am I. And you're confident, and you're oh so arrogant, so am I. As a matter of fact, the only thing you have over me, Max, are three victories. Three times, November 7th, 2020, May 5th, 2021, August 18th, 2021. Those dates are burned in my brain, JR. They're burned in my brain and I can't let it go and that's why I have to take the chance and put it all on the line to beat you, MJF. I have never been complacent. As a matter of fact, that's why I'm in AEW in the first place. When I first came here almost three years ago, there was no guarantee that we were gonna succeed. Jim was there. There was no guarantee it was gonna be a success. But yet here we are on the 100th episode of Dynamite as the hottest wrestling company in the world today. And if I hadn't taken a chance, I would be kicking myself 
for being complacent. Sure, I can stay in AEW for a long time. I can have a lot more great matches. I can win a lot more championships. But every time I look myself in the mirror, I would know you couldn't beat MJF. Talk about booze, imagine how I feel. I couldn't live with that. Because I would know that was the beginning of the end of the champion and the beginning of the end of my time in this ring. But you know what? I don't want it to be the end. I want more. I don't want to stop. I want more too, and that's why I have to take the chance. And if something horrible, something goes wrong on Sunday, and my journey ends right where it began, here in Chicago, then so be it. I will walk to that commentary desk and do my best full time, and I will thank all of you here and all of you watching for helping me make my dreams come true. And I will thank you for allowing me to be a part of your life. And I will thank you for being a big part of mine. But before that happens, remember, Max, you're not going to take this away from me. You will not take this away from me. If you want Chris Jericho out of this ring, you're going to have to be the best you've ever been. Look me in the eye. You're going to have to be the best you've ever been. You're gonna have to break every bone in my body. You're gonna have to squeeze every breath out of my lungs, but it's not gonna happen because I'm Chris Jericho. And you don't have what it takes and you don't have the balls to get rid of me. You understand? I'll see you on Sunday at All Out. You little prick. Jericho putting his AEW in-ring career on the line in the final fight. Jericho versus MJF live this Sunday on pay-per-view. So much riding on the career of this man in AEW. And he was right. About three years ago, he took a chance. And a hundred episodes later, what have we become?
Myself, fucking outback, fucking Jack, but uh, <laughs> it's all it's all good. I'd rather not. But in saying that, was that, great. Thanks, bro. Yeah, no, thanks, dude. Yeah, he'll get a kick out of that. Insane, that Chris. Let's get this shit popping, dude. All right, man. Let's do it. Have a good show. Thanks, bud. Thanks, dude. All right, let's get into it. Well, Jimmy, it's Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's the time for another episode of the PWC Presents Wednesday Night Skirmish, starring me, that's Christopher Ams, A-M-B-S, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first in the morning, and my usual co-host, Jimmy. Before I let you, uh, you know, introduce yourself to the masses here, um, do you know what I just did just now? What, what, what you would call what I just did to that intro? What'd you do, Chris? I, quote, hit the mark uh, on that intro. Speaking oh. of which, we've got some great news to talk about. Uh, I know you already mentioned it this week on the Monday Night Machismo, uh, but tell the people what's up. What do I mean by I hit the mark? Well, I can officially say and proudly say that we're part of the Hitting the Marks podcast networking family, dude. Thanks to Michael, or should I say Dr. Michael Jago, and even though I wasn't talking to, to Vickery, heck, I'll thank him too, because he's part of the fucking network. 
So yeah, dude, we're officially part of the Hitting the Blocks podcasting network. Hell yeah, that's huge, dude. Absolutely. You told me that and I was just like, oh, damn, dude, that is awesome. You, you know, I love Jargo. Uh, I love me some RBV. And those guys talk about all kinds of crazy stuff on their on their shows. And uh, even though Jargo is, is way too in love with Japanese wrestling for my taste, <laughs> um, I love the guy. I love his takes. Uh, and I'm super stoked to be on on a network with him, to, to be on his network. It's uh, it's, a, it's a huge pleasure, and I'm happy that we got that. Absolutely, dude. I mean, it was... <laughs> no, nah, but he's saying that, man. I'm happy, man. You know, we're... But like I said, man, we still also got the PwC Network where we're at right now, live on the PwC Network. Yeah, it's it's a new beginning for a new era, bro. Yeah, absolutely. It's just more exposure, and we're super happy about it. And again, it's a couple of guys. You know, Jar- Jargo runs this network, and both of us trust Jargo. We both know him. You know, we've known him for long enough. We've been around him. Honestly, man, when you told me that we were on Jargo's network, I was just like, dude, awesome. Let's get this party started because, in my opinion, Chris, this was one trash fucking dynamite, bro. Oh my god, dude! I was I was like hoping that we could talk about like literally anything else. Like, uh, could, could 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 we just like what's going on with the concentration camps in Australia? Is anyone yeah. dying yet? Or like, well, I just don't want. I want to like avoid talking about this show for as long as possible. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> dude? You know what? Let's fucking talk. Fucking uh, oh, we got we got the Hulkster in the house, dude. Brother, the Hulkster. Oh you know my what? God! Maybe we'll hold on to fucking dynamite for now because, like you said, Chris, I think anything. But here we go, Hulk Hogan. But fucking dynamite, we'll fucking do right now. Where did Hogan go? Hogan, you disappeared, brother. <laughs> here we are. This this welcomes the Hulkster, Chris. Yep, Mr. Hogan. I mean, hello. Hello, you two fucking Hulkamaniacs. Are you talking about the AEW, brother? What's CM Punk returning? And Chris Jericho and Paul White and some goofy Orange Cassidy motherfucker, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Hulk, Hulk. Speaking well, of Orange fucking Cassidy. It's terrible in now, brother. Oh, sorry, Terry. Sorry, Terry. My bad. My bad. Hey, hey, hey Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Yes. I got a question for you. What's that? Do, uh, do we have a 30 seconds for a commercial spot? Sure. I mean, who's, who's starring? Is it Tuttles and, and the Hulkster? No, it's, it's just starring the Hulkster. He's got his own commercial. <laughs> I've heard it. It's the one I'm thinking of. But you know what, man? Play it. I can't play it, brother. Listen, brother, I'm just gonna say, Tony Khan, fucking hire me for AEW, brother, and I'll light shit up. I'll bring you, you think you got 100,000 people watching your shit, brother. I'll double it to 200,000, dude. Oh my God. Well, hold up, please. Please give us the rub, dude. Even though you, you've been a little bit of a naughty boy in recent well, years, and, and people seem to not give a shit anymore about about Hulkamania running wild, if you know what I mean, brother. Well, you know, but, well, that doesn't work for me, brother, you know. Well, Terry. You know, you know, I just, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I, I know I'm gonna be, I'm, I know I'm gonna catch some hell from the internet crowd here, but um, honestly, like Hogan, when you said you were gonna light shit up, all I could think about <laughs> was that botched spot against the Ultimate Warrior in WCW. I, I really Ooh. don't want you anywhere near AEW. Please just, please don't do that. 
Well, that doesn't work for me, brother. I have a, uh, nothing but respect for you, but you know what? I ran into Lex Luger, brother, the other day. And he looks more like a skinny Lex Luthor, dude. And I told him, I got mad respect for you, brother. I got mad respect for you, Lex Luger, even though you killed Elizabeth. Oh. Oh, no. Product. Product. I told him that, brother. Brother. Yeah, Macho Man, Randy Savage is calling in now. We've got the Mega Powers. We've got the fucking Mega Powers by. I, I, I actually got Brother Brutai right here. Me and Brother Brutai on the weekend, we're going to go do some shit. But I told him, hey, let's go paragliding. And he looked at me funny, brother. Oh, Woo! I mean, there was an accident where we just went fucking paragliding. Is that true? I told him, he told me it doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> It wasn't power paragliding, it was a fucking jet ski accident. Oh, that's right, it was a jet ski accident, exactly, it was a jet ski accident. No. Why paragliding, Hulkster? No, 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 a girl, a girl was parasailing, whatever the fuck, lifted her knees right into his face, brother. Ooh, nice, nice, that deserves a, a drum roll for that one. And it broke every fucking bone in his face, brother, and he had to wear the mask, and then I took him to South America, brother, and I introduced him <laughs> to a doctor, and I said, he'll Mr. Brother Brutai, brother, and he gave him a HGH, brother. <laughs> well, that would explain the disciple in WCW. Oh, big time, literally. Pro story, brother. <laughs> so what you're saying is that some girl was parasailing and then gave... Ed Leslie, the go to sleep? Is that is that what I'm getting at? Somebody well, hit him with the knees? Well, she wanted to go parasailing and uh, it was getting ready to wrap up, brother. And she went up in the boat, right? And then fucking, she didn't get enough air and brother Brutai was in the water and he turned around and boom, two knees to the face, brother. Ooh, brother, I just want to ask you, Terry or Hulk, Hulkster, whoever it is, it Whoever I'm talking to, brother, you know, it's fake, fake. I am Hulk Hogan, but I'm turning the lid. Are you sure you're not Hulk Hogan? Like Dr. Warrior would say? Hulk Hogan. I outlived that motherfucker, so I got my <laughs> Well, I want to ask you a question, man. Speaking of your brother, Brutai, right? Well, I heard rumors, you know, thanks to the dirty sheets, that you, brother, and your brother, Brutai, were, um,. You know what I mean? You know, playing with Flexi Lexi, and I ain't talking about Lex Luger. I'm talking about each other's little Flexies. Well, is that true? No, I'm not discriminating. I'm nothing the, against the, people, the question. Doesn't work for me, brother, because me and Brother Brutai are like this. Well, you can't see me, but I got my two fingers wrapped around each other like I'm throwing up the fucking West Side, brother. And I gotta say oh. this: I take offense to what you're saying, dude. And I gotta go over there. I'm gonna hit you with a big boot. Drop the leg. One, two, three, dude. Because what you're gonna do when the Hulkamania runs wild on you, brother? Whoa, brother, the fans are fucking cheering. I just want to say though, look man, there's nothing wrong with having a bit of boot tie, you know, behind your backside and shit. It's, well, it's all good, man. Well, I know he was... No, there's, uh, there's something wrong with that. Well, I know his name was oh, the Booty well, well, Man well, and his uh, finish move was a high knee, but you're getting ridiculous, brother. <laughs> so the B12 shot wasn't the only thing going in your ass, is what you're Whoa. saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, brother, I gotta go. <laughs> Fuck this shit, bro. Thank, thanks, Hulk. 
<laughs> yeah, welcome to the new network. This is officially your one and only show on the new network. <laughs> right, I know that, that fucking turned to shit real quick, didn't it? Well, let's yeah, fucking man. talk to fucking, let's talk about some wrestling. All right. Chris, Absolutely. Please. Let's get into let's it. Get back, Terrible let's get back is to out, the <laughs> Terry, Terry, oh, he fucking left. Terry, if you can hear me, I've got a proposition for a little fucking Hulk's Corner fucking segment, but we'll get back to that on another day. You, you, so, Chris. I'm sorry. All, all I heard was you were propositioning Terry Bollea. That's... Uh... No, not that type of propositioning, Chris. You got a dirty mind, mate. Um, oh, okay, bro. Jimmy, okay. Two, right. Jimmy T wants one I'm of them on. B12 shots in the butt. Uh, well, you know, as long as it's fucking bigger than a normal B12 shot, I'm down. Nah. Yeah, it's all but proteins, anyway, isn't it? It's all about the proteins well, right in the butt. Well, it's all about the protein. <laughs> oh. Anyway, enough of the B12s and the fucking BDs and uh, anyway. All right, let's Chris, move on. Let's let's talk Chris, about some wrestling here. Let's talk about uh, what happened. Not wrestling in bed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no more, no more of those. Um, yeah, so the, we start the show off uh, with a tag team match, as it's two of my favorites, um, two teams that I think are super underutilized in this company, and that's LAX and FTR. Um, it's a hard hitting affair. I've got a question: Is this? Cause I haven't been watching. Like I just, I, I have not been watching. Is this still considered the pinnacle versus the circle or not anymore? Chris, I don't have a clue, man. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. I really then. don't have a clue. You tell me, I mean, is it? I, who knows? I don't know. I don't know what anyone's doing. Nobody's consistent with their storytelling. It's like, we just jump straight into the match and there's a match for the match sake. And it's a match so that we can have a match match. And it's like, I, it's, I don't, at least it's better than the rest of the show. But at the same time, it's like, where's the storytelling? What's going on? Is this still considered to be the circle versus the pinnacle or are we just, is this just two tag teams going at each other, which I'm fine with, but if that's the case, tell me, you know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. And I mean, I, this confuses me, man. I feel like ever since Punk now has debuted on Rampage, it's gone sinking. It's just going down and down and down and down. Heck, I dare say that they're not even sure how to book fucking Punk properly, dude. I mean, I got to agree with you. So far, I am not impressed with what they're doing with them. And it, it, uh, what they did tonight was just... An absolute shame. After seven years, the first the first person to attack CM Punk is Daniel fucking Garcia. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Why? I don't know. And, and one thing, an interesting note about Daniel Garcia. Since I've noticed this punk, right? I've noticed he just gets into feuds or segments. For no reason, he just pops up. Like, he was feuding with fucking Moxley a couple of weeks ago. For for what reason? I don't have a fucking clue, right? Then he fucking... Who did he, who did he attack last week, Chris? I fucking forgot already, man. It he was Darby somebody. Allen, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. It was Darby Allen. And now this week, him and his fucking two goons fucking attack Sam Punk. Like, really? Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, it's like, dumb, why? and we're going to get into all that a little bit later. Um, right. 
let's focus on the tag team match because it's a good solid hitting uh, tag match. Uh, you know, match of the night, dude. By far. <laughs> ab- absolutely, without a doubt, the match of the night. Um, again, I'm just going to say both of these te- teams seriously deserve a run. Um, there's a spot here where Santana hits the three out, where, where he hits the three amigos and he gets an Eddie chant. I love that. Um, I'm always going to smile to hear the crowd pop for Eddie. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of fundamental tag team stuff here. Is the heels are using the numbers advantage in a heel way, like removing turnbuckles, you know, trip ups, cheating. Um, the faces are using the tag team as like to do team moves which, you know, always gets a pop out of the crowd. So it's a lot of real fundamental tag match stuff here. Um, the big rig is a false finish. I didn't like that. Um, LAX get the win after what's like, it, it wasn't like it was like one super hard hitting move. They had like a tag team sort of combo where they hit like four moves in a row and then got the pin. Uh, right. I, I, I like it better when teams have something just like their straight up finish. You know, the heart attack, the uh, the Tower of Doom, those kinds of things. I agree, man. And it's cool. Like, no doubt about it, man. And these two teams are fucking teams, dude. They're officially yeah. a fucking, you know, they're probably the two best teams in the whole company, I dare say. I agree. I mean, really, no one else really fucking compares, man. So, but the thing that pisses me off, I mean, what are they doing with LAX anyway? I don't know, man. That's what I'm saying. Like they, LAX are, I mean, God, dude, like the, the main event pisses me off so much because you know, you're, you know, at the pay-per-view we're getting the bucks versus the Lucha brothers again, as if we haven't seen that fucking match as if we don't know exactly how that match goes. Like, why aren't we getting LAX getting a shot at the title? That's a different match. It's a different kind of match. And I almost think that the bucks They'll only work with people who will do their shit. And yeah, pretty much. Think about it, Chris. Who have the Bucks ever worked that's not like them? I'm trying to think of a team, and I'm talking about, like, say, two big men. Can you think of a team? Because I can't. Really, nothing comes to mind. Nothing comes to mind. You look back at all their opponents over the years, man, and I'm going back even to their Ring of Honor days, New Japan. Even fucking impact. It just feels. You're right. You've hit the nail on the head. They just work these fucking teams that can fucking do their type of shit, man. But what I want to know is if these guys truly think, and they truly think they're the best tag team in the world of professional wrestling, well, fucking show me some fucking uh, diversity, man. I want to see uh, you I guys. Know, they they do the same fucking match. Every goddamn time they're in the ring. That's what I'm saying. People keep talking about these guys as if they're so good. They're so talented. No, man. I've seen them do the same fucking match over and over and over and over and over again. It's super kick, super kick, super kick, flippy shit, flippy shit, flippy shit. No sell, no sell, no sell. Meltzer, Meltzer driver. Like it's every fucking match. Yeah, no, it's true, man. And I really didn't think of that until you just said it, right? And I thought about it. And I've watched the Bucks for years. I'm a fan of theirs, right? Really, deep down. Don't get me wrong. But truth be told, it is what it is. I mean, who the fuck? For them, if they think they're the best fucking tag team in the world, please. 
they're not even they're not even the best tag team in this company. So I don't know what that's right. you're talking about. That's right. You know what? I dare say they're probably the third or fourth best team, and I'm being kind. I think <clears throat> that's probably pretty accurate. I think third or fourth is is right. I, I honestly, I think the two best teams were in the were in the fucking opener tonight. So those are the two best tag teams in AEW. Can I even ask, man? Is the pinnacle even still a thing? I legitimately don't know. That's why I was asking the question. Like, I haven't been watching. I watched last week, right, with our return show. You know, I wanted to watch it and be, and right. you know, and, and yeah, I watched yeah. tonight. And I'm the <laughs> whole. T- the, so the last two shows, I'm watching it. There is nothing, not a single thing on this show that would suggest to me that the pinnacle is still a thing. And it's like, this is supposed to be your four horsemen. Right. <laughs> I, 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 I really don't know what's going on because, yeah, I just don't know what's happening, man. I'm pretty sure they never split up, right? So I, I just it, don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I'm confused. I'm confused. Hey, TK, what the fuck is – who are these guys? TK, did you – tell me the truth. Did you break up the pinnacle so that you could focus more on Danny Gar- Daniel Garcia and 2.0? <laughs> Now Ugh. I bring those guys up because they're next. There's a there's a backstage promo, and it's I literally have written down some guys I don't know are saying Daniel Garcia wants Darby at Rampage, and I don't care. I later found out from watching this show that the two guys I don't know and don't care about are called 2.0. Who who the fuck <laughs> are these guys? You know what? I never knew who the fuck they were or their names up until Rampage Week One. When they were up against Moxley, I other than that, I did not have a fucking clue who the fuck they were, why they're there, who Daniel Garcia is, because to me, he just looks like a freaking surfboard, legit. Like, I mean, he's got no shape. I don't know where the talent is. If that's what you call talent, by God, give GGP a fucking run like that. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, GGP's got the right fucking look. He's got the right ability. He's... He's a hundred times the wrestler that this fucking dude is. I, I don't, I, I literally like I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh, why? What is this? Is this well, guy I mean, Tony Khan's cousin? Cause I, I don't have any other fucking explanation as to why this guy is getting such a push. Well, that makes two of us Chris because neither do I. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave that alone. Uh, Cause when we get back from break, uh, cult of personality hits. Uh, the crowd goes crazy. Um, you know, it's cool. Again, like I, I like punk. I'm a, you know, I was definitely a punk fan um, before he Me left. Too. I understand the reasons why he left. You know, I've been in companies before that you Absolutely. feel like you feel like they don't give a shit, and it's oh, hard yeah, to go to work. Right. Oh, yeah. Hey, and I went through that shit too, man. So, yeah, definitely. We can all relate to that shit. No doubt about it. But damn it, Phil. That was the worst fucking GTS I saw tonight that he's ever done. Uh, it was pretty bad. Also, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. He looks old. Like, this last seven years seems to have taken, like, 20 off of him. Mm, look. I don't know if, if – look, he looks older, definitely. He does have white hair and white beard sort of thing. But you know what, man? 
I think he looks relatively the same. The only thing that worries me, I think he's got no muscle fucking mass anymore. That was my next comment, was he also looks a little too skinny for my taste. Yeah, I don't think he's ready, dude. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Unless he has a B12 shot ASAP. I mean, uh, he, he just doesn't look... He, he, I hope he's not wearing tights, dude. I'm yeah, I, he'll just look really, really thin if he's wearing tights. He's he's gonna look like uh, what's that Jawson motherfucker's name again? Alling, Allingsworth. Uh, honestly, I think he's gonna look like Darby Allen. Like, <laughs> well, man, I don't know, man. Look, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we're just not seeing right. I don't know, man. But man, I'm I'm worried for the dude. I felt like he struggled to pick up this Daniel Garcia or whoever the fuck it was. And I, do I, I, I don't know. I, was it Daniel Garcia that he hit that on? I, don't I know, literally man. don't Honestly, know. I don't know. I really don't know either, man. I don't know if it was what? Garcia or the, or 2.0 or whatever the fuck they are. There's already enough 2.0 teams, man. Isn't it H2O what? or some shit? What an awful fucking call on those guys being the guys in this moment. So... Uh, he questions if he's still got it, if he's going to be rusty on Sunday. He gets a you still got it chant, to which I wonder how does anyone know if he's still got it? It's been seven years. Have these people seen him fucking wrestle? Because how the fuck do you know? He's still got it, Chris. He's still got it, man. Didn't you see? He did a GTS, bro. He still got it. It, it was sloppy as shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. Daniel Garcia and 2.0, they, they come in the ring. They jump Punk, punk to interrupt. Um, Darby and Sting run down to the oh. ring. All three faces hit their finishes. Um, punk and Darby get in each other's faces. Sting takes the mic, he says. He always wanted to share a ring with Punk. Uh, it felt good to clear out the heels, and he won't interfere sure, in the match at all out. Uh, there's another stare down between Punk and Allen. Again, after seven fucking years... That th this is what you do yeah. physically with Punk the first time you've got an opportunity. <laughs> first of all, is this when they start trying to bring in heat that has no relevance to the match between Derby and Punk? You know what, dude? I've got a feeling what's going to happen on Rampage. Do not be surprised if we get Punk and Derby with Sting in their corner against these. Or it, I, I bet we get Sting, Derby, and Punk against Garcia and those 2.0 dudes. It's going to be a tag match, player. Holla, holla. <laughs> holla, holla, holla. <laughs> Seriously. That's, <laughs> doesn't it seem like we're going to get that? You know what I mean? Yeah, Punk yeah, will do a sure. GPS here. We'll fucking do a fucking some shit there. I mean, we'll see, man. I hope he's wearing a T-shirt, though, <laughs> with trunks. Because that will look fucking bad, dude. Yeah. And uh, I better say the best in the world. Yeah, I mean, he and, was the best in the world seven years ago. Look, look, look. All right, look, let me just say, look, I don't want to sound like we're bashing him because I, I was stoked that he was back. I really was, dude. I'm a yeah, huge me, fan of me punks. Too. I'm not a fan of his fucking douchey fucking attitude, right, towards fans because the fans absolutely fucking adore him and he just pisses on them usually, dude. Right, so that I, I don't really appreciate. I don't care about it, you know, for my sake. I'm just talking about these men that, you know, cry for him, dude. 
know what I mean? These guys deserve more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I agree. Although I think that, <laughs> you know, grown men who cry for professional wrestlers probably deserve a straight jacket, to be honest with you. But <laughs> You reckon? Yeah, I mean, like I said, like if you if you've got like a tear in your eye or whatever, because like your favorite wins like the biggest match he's ever had, or like if there's like a really really well written moment that happens, I I get tearing up a little bit or whatever, but like sobbing openly because CM Punk came back, like I said last week, dude, like you can sob openly if the Ultimate Fucking Warrior walks out on stage next week. Okay? <laughs> oh, that, oh, and not you, for that matter. Yeah, you can, you can, yeah, Owen Hart comes out, you can sob like a little baby. It's okay. That's a miracle. That's actually something that should not happen. <laughs> right. You know? if, well, if, Miss Elizabeth, if Miss Elizabeth and a muscular Lex Luger walk out on, on <laughs> AEW next week, no. cool. Cry your fucking eyes out. But CM, <laughs> Punk, CM Punk, who has basically spent the last seven years Telling every fan that they're fucking stupid and to fuck off. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know, guys. Man, it's true, though, dude. Yeah, these motherfuckers still stand by him, even after he lost to a dude. I swear to God, I reckon I would have smashed him in the fucking off. I don't care what anyone says, dude. You would have <laughs> smashed him, too. Seriously. Just, just think of his last fight, bro. How the fuck do you lose to this fucking idiot? I'll, I'll never forget, like, listening to uh, Joe Rogan talk about it after he took that second loss. And somebody was like, you know, <laughs> what uh, what, what can he do? And and Joe Rogan was just like, well, nothing. He's very untalented. <laughs> and I just he, thought, he's not wrong. And I hate bashing him, man. Like I said, I know it sounds crazy, but we're legitly fans of Mr. Phil Brooks. We really are. And yeah, look at, both look of at us. Feel. Both of us, no, legit. No jokes. All jokes aside, we really are fans, but we're just calling, you know, we're calling a spade a spade. He's definitely a fucking spade right now. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so so moving on from Punk and uh, this ridiculousness. Um, <laughs> uh, up next, we've got uh, Kenny, Omegan, uh, Kenny Omega and Christian uh, Cage. Omega. Omegan. Uh <laughs> it's a match promo for the for the pay-per-view. Um I'm really liking the packages out of AEW lately, like these video packages. Um True. they seem to be done very well. And they're doing a really good job of, of pre-fight hype. Um I almost wish that whoever it is doing these packages would book some of the actual segments. <laughs> Jeez. At least they know what they're doing, but Looking at the fucking all-out card, I'm still fucking there scratching my head, dude. There's so many matches that we've either seen already, like, a bunch, or just aren't interesting. Like, Kenny and Omega versus Christian Cage, it, it's, a good, it's a great, great match. Sure, but we already saw it. We, li we literally it. saw it, like, right. three weeks ago. We fucking saw it on Rampage, for crying out loud, on a Friday night after 10 p.m. Yeah, like... So what are we doing? Like, why are, why? That, and this is what I'm saying. They have so much talent in there right now, and they've got lots of other talent available to them, and they're just not doing anything new or exciting. I, 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 I'm speechless, dude, because I don't know. Like, I would have, look, 
I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because I remember fucking TK saying a couple of weeks ago that Rampage is going to be the go-home show now for right. pay-per-view, right? So I'm assuming that we get an actual, excuse me, a, an actual go-home show on Friday night. Let's hope so because uh, Dynamite, mm, I don't know what the fuck they're doing with that show, man. Just blow it up already. Uh, it was it, yeah. It was aggressively mediocre for something going like this, because to a lot of people, this is gonna be the go home show. Like a lot of people aren't gonna be watching yeah. Rampage. Do you know what I mean? Like right, they're gonna get enough. some, yeah, they're gonna get some viewers, but it's not gonna be the same as as Dynamite. Um, so as I'm watching this tonight, I'm just like, this is what you're giving me to work me into the pay per view because. All of these pre-fight packages that they put together are actually really cool. I like all of them except the the John Moxley one that we'll talk about later. Um, but the rest of these are all really good, like fight packages. But the rest of this show did not get me hyped for a pay per view. The rest of this show literally made me go like, "What else can I do on Saturday?" Well, you know what's funny? Since you bring up Saturdays. Um, do you remember when Vince Man said years ago when the NFL, uh, when the XFL first started, the first run, when he's like, where's my football? Give me my football. <laughs> you know when he was saying that shit? Yeah, yeah. Well, where the fuck is my fucking booking that makes sense for Saturday night or Sunday night, whatever the fucking pay-per-view is? Because at this point, if they expect people to pay 60 bucks, which I'm sure – these fucking muktards will, <laughs> right? Fucking sell me on why I should be paying 60 bucks because we got Jericho MJF for the 10th millionth time. We've got yeah. Moxley and fucking uh, Kojima for God knows why that's even happening. Yeah, I mean, we got fucking Kenny against Christian once again. Why fuck Divino? I mean, I know why because, you know, he's the number one contender, whatever, right? I mean... These matches just—I don't know, You've man. Got the He's Young Bucks versus there. the Lucha Brothers for the billionth fucking time. Cool, big cool. shit. Yeah, give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, man. I, I don't know what this company is doing right now, man. I've got faith because you know WWE ain't any better. And funny enough, WWE is better when you're listening to it, not when you're watching it. It's it's hard to explain, dude. Mm. WWE sounds better. Whereas AEW, I don't know, man. They're trying to be like the cool kids, but really it's like, mm, no. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Yeah, AEW seems like they're – it's almost like we have a choice between like the kid who's like like the legitimately handicapped kid, right? <laughs> like he's yeah. legitimately handicapped, right? So like you don't you don't have any like ill feelings towards him, right? Because he's not a bad guy, right? He's just he's – just, not all there right so it's either that or you can deal with the rich asshole who just treats everybody like shit constantly those are our two choices those are the two friends we're allowed to have in wrestling right now it's like <laughs> it's really fucking annoying because it's like i like i really don't like the one guy and the other guy as you know as sweet and as and as you know i i hope him i hope him well I don't really want to spend a whole bunch of time with them either. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, you're right, man. And it, and it's fucking 
it's 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 fucking stupid, dude. But it is what it is, man. I mean, yeah. Like I said, I've still got faith in this company. It's still probably the most enjoyable show. But I ain't gonna lie, it's it's testing my fucking patience. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of testing patience, um, we come back from break and we've got MJF doing a sit-down interview with Tony Schiavone. And I don't <sighs> care what anyone fucking says about this because I'm I was a guy who loved Tony Schiavone in WCW, right? Tony Schiavone needs well, to stop trying to be the fucking focus every time he's on TV. I mean, it's Skiavone, bro. I mean, I know what you're saying, dude. He's just happy he's back, man. You know, I let's know, give but a pass, get over man. it. He's just fucking happy he's there. Right, absolutely. Get over it, but we've lost Chris. Hello, you there? What, what were you saying? Because, yeah, we, we didn't get any of it. All right, basically, I was just going into the interview here. So MJF talks about his match he's going to have with Jericho. Um, you know, he mentions the multiple names, the, you know, the Lionheart, etc. Talks about how he's been in wrestling for four decades. Um, and he's been, you know, one of the greatest of all time. And um, But MJF says that when I'm done, I'm going to replace you as the greatest of all time. Um I like that. I think it's a bit hyperbolic, but I get like I get the point of it. Um, and I did like this other thing that he that he had to say sort of at the end here. He said that um, Muhammad Ali was also the greatest of all time at one point in his life. But he kept right. coming back one too many times. And just like Ali, Jericho is addicted to the spotlight. And um this brought back memories for me. Oh, dude, this brought back memories for me. As a boxing fan, I was thinking about right. Larry Holmes beating the absolute fuck out of Muhammad Ali. <laughs> yeah. Man, it doesn't matter who you are, man. Age fucking catches up to you, man. It doesn't matter if you were the greatest at one point or not. It is what it is. Absolutely. Age is undefeated. You know what I mean? And Jericho, exactly. But with Jericho, are we really getting a retirement, you think? I actually, at, like... The way that his facial expression looked uh, tonight after his promo, I, I kind of wonder if we aren't. Like, I, I kind of wonder if maybe this really is going to be it for Chris Jericho. Well, funny enough, I don't know if you caught, I think it was Excalibur that said it, and JR actually corrected him. But Excalibur says we're, see, we're, seeing, um, uh, we're, we're seeing basically Chris Jericho retiring from <laughs> AEW. And then JR interrupted and yeah, said, like from wrestling. for the last time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. No, yeah, but he said it like he knew what was going to happen, like what was going to happen on Saturday yeah. or Sunday, whenever the pay-per-view is on. And I don't know if he meant he was meant to say that, but it felt like he didn't mean to say that. And JR quickly fucking, you know, yeah, fucking <laughs> try to correct him. So I did catch that. I don't know, man. Yeah, so if 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 that was a little Easter egg, or they're dropping hints, or you know he wasn't meant to say it, it's interesting because the only thing I find disappointed if if Jericho is retiring, I mean, wouldn't you want to stick around now that Punk is back and shit like that? You'd think you'd want to stick around and make some more noise, but you know when you're ready to when you're ready to hang him up, I think you know, and. Honestly, right. what's he going to do that's really going to be exciting to a guy who's been doing this for 40 years at the top of the fucking level, you know? like. Well, I, I still feel he's an, he's an important fucking pawn to AEW, man. I mean, he still has 
something. He still brings something to the table all the time, man. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I truly feel that I, I agree, but I mean, Ric Flair brought something to TNA even after his match with, with Shawn Michaels. He did. But but right. he shouldn't no, have been in did. the ring. At a certain point, you 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 gotta just you don't have to. I don't I don't want to put it that way because professional wrestling is basically acting. Like you can act all the way up until you die if yeah. you want. It's you know it's a different type of acting though because I feel like with professional wrestling, when you really break it down, you don't have to act as much as you think. If that makes any sense, right? It's more about reacting. Right, exactly. Spot on, Chris. That, that's exactly what it is, man. And that's why I find it a little different to say Hollywood movie type of roles. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, it's not the same. I, I think they're two different things. Right. But but it's true. You still got to, I guess, act. But, like, it's just in a different sort of way. But in saying that, I really hope it's not Jericho's fucking last time. I, I, I kind of still enjoy... I know we're going to still get him on commentary on Rampage and Dynamite, whatever. Mm. But, like, I'm not totally over Chris yet, man. He doesn't – like, when I see him, I don't feel like, get the fuck off my television. I you know I, I mean? actually agree with you. I, uh, you know, I am, you know, I'm a Canadian named Chris from Winnipeg. Right. Yeah. You know, exactly. I, I had a nice growth spurt, you know, in, uh, in high school and everything. So now I'm – six one and 200 and something pounds but when i was younger <laughs> i was short and i was skinny and so watching wcw and seeing a skinny short kid from winnipeg named chris True. you know obviously jericho was going to be one of my favorites and he's turned into yeah, one yeah. of the best ever um definitely Absolutely. I, I kind of hope he sticks around too, but we'll see. It wouldn't it wouldn't break my heart if he was done and if he really helped build oh. MJF with a retirement. Right, but does MJ, does it really give MJF that much of a rub right now at this point? Honestly, I think it does. I think it builds MJF to a really big degree. And I also think that it helps... <laughs> solidify AEW as a place where serious things can happen for professional wrestling. Oh, no doubt about it. But in saying that, um, like, I, I don't know if like, like the thing with MJF, look, as long as they've got a plan, like after the fact, like if he beats Jericho, as long as they've, they've got something installed for MJF, and I mean something big, not just fucking into another program randomly. Yeah. Then yeah, it will definitely elevate him. But if they've got nothing really to go by, then we have an issue. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. No, I agree. Look, it's interesting, man. I, I, it's interesting. I just, I really, I'm not. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just not ready for Jericho just to hang it up like that, man. I just feel it. But then when I think about it, you're probably right. It probably is his last time. Think about it. It's been kind of like a retirement run almost the last like couple of months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, you know, like a, like, you know how Kiss always fucking have like their retirement fucking concert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though Another they one. never re fucking retire. Right. It, it kind of feels that way, but I'm still not sure what to think of it. You know what I mean? A part of me thinks, Nah, this is bullshit. He's not retiring. No, I hear you. You know what I mean? But then again, then again, th there was this stipulation not too long ago also with Jericho, and he won. 
you know, with the inner circle against uh, the pinnacle. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you, man. So and, I know. and I, honestly, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of happy no matter what. Like, if if they don't retire him, okay, cool. They get to continue this program a little bit further. That's fine with me. If if he does retire, I'm kind of like, okay, you know, good for him. What a fucking career! Nobody can tell him that he needed to do anything else for sure. Um, Absolutely, you know, when he gets to walk off into the sunset, and I'd be happy for him to do that too. So, um, whatever happens here, I'm actually excited to see what happens between these two. Although the match is like we right. said, it's the third fucking time we've seen this already. It's like Jesus Christ, but you know, the stipulation is enough to to hold my interest for the match. Yeah, no. Well, yeah. Look, what makes it interesting is is Jericho going to retire? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, absolutely. I don't know, man. It feels like he will. But a part of me almost feels like, nah. You know what I'm saying? But in saying that, you brought up an interesting point before. When you brought up Jericho in WCW, and that's how I think of him, right? I always think of Jericho during those days, and it's weird seeing him now because I always look at Chris like he's that young kid coming up you know like he's a lionheart even though he's been around right exactly the lionheart Chris Jericho you know what I mean not this you know Y2J Lair champion hybrid whatever the fuck we're getting right now you know but like I still love this Jericho this Jericho is brilliant but then when I think about it it's kind of a throwback to himself like you know he's grown out his hair it's like his retirement fucking run man so maybe there's something to him yeah Maybe. Well, from one guy who we hope doesn't retire to uh, somebody who I hope does retire, as Orange Cassidy is out next. God. Yeah. He's got a match. I'm not going to like this. I started tuning out a little bit. Oh, man. I honestly, this whole thing was just uh, fuck Orange Cassidy. Uh, he's got a match with Jack Evans. Uh, Cassidy gets jumped uh, before by Hardy, who gets kicked out. Uh, we go into the match. Evans does a lot of athletic stuff. Uh, Cassidy, I think he was going for a Michinoku driver, but he very nearly dropped Evans on his head here. Like, it was a close thing. Man, I don't know if that's Evans' fault or or fucking uh, the, one of the private party dudes, Cassidy. But um, the thing about Jack Evans, as good as he is, right, he's a bit sloppy too, though, even though he's good. Like, he knows what he's doing. I know he's going to sound stupid, right? I don't know why, but Jack Evans fucking reminds me of the Dynamite Kid a lot, man. I don't know why. Hmm. I don't know if it's his attitude, bro. But he just kind of... He doesn't have the same fucking charisma that Dynamite did. Don't get me wrong. But there's just something... I don't know if it's his look. Even though his look is kind of not like Dynamite Kid, but... But he just kind of resembles him to me for some reason, and it's not even his ring style because they're nothing alike. No, I, you know I, what I mean. I think I sort of like I sort of get what you're what you're saying. I, here's a thing that sort of went through my head when I was watching this match, and and tell me if I'm completely off base. I know I I already know that the IWC is gonna come at me with their pitchforks. Watching this match, <laughs> I couldn't help but think Jack Evans is a really good cruiserweight. Like. He's a, he is. He's a, he's he a is. really good really cruiserweight, is. and it is too bad that there isn't something for him and other wrestlers like him to go after. Like, 
I know they don't want to have a cruiserweight division or cruiserweight championship because they feel like it doesn't allow people to move up and down the card, but that's bullshit. Yeah, I agree. I think that's bullshit. Like, I think that if you've got a guy who's a cruiserweight champion, you can, you can headline certain shows with the cruiserweight championship. Right, you can if done properly. If you take them fucking seriously, right. you can absolutely have a main event of freaking show. But right. first of all, you got to fucking make us think that this shit means something and why we need to take them seriously. But unfortunately, in professional wrestling, and you can probably blame WWE for this, you know. Unfortunately, you know they're always looked at as below fucking anyone else. You know what I'm saying? And no, I agree. WCW booked them right. I mean, but look at WCW, the way they booked shit. Look, you came out of the Cruiserweight division, for Christ's sake. You had your Jerichos. You had your Rey Mysterios. You had your fucking Eddie Guerreros. You know what I mean? And I'm talking about guys that truly became huge stars. Yeah, well, and even even the guys who didn't become gigantic stars, like a bunch of them are still very fondly remembered. Juventud, Psychosis, Malenko. You know, like all of these guys, people, when people watch, yeah, when people watch their Lash Lash LaRue, fuck off. All right. (laughs) Sorry, I had Prince Iakea. Yeah, Prince Iakea. All right. Hey, he was a kind of a big deal at one stage. Yeah, he was. was, In in WCW, he was. He was winning TV championships. Cruiserweight championships. He was in some fucking programs with William Regal at the top. Dude, trust me, Prince Ikea. I wonder whatever happened to that dude. I don't know. Um, he really disappeared off the face of the earth once WCW fucking shut its doors, man. Like totally disappeared. Like instantly. But man, like we we're saying, instantly. But like we we're saying, man, you can make fucking stars through the fucking cruiserweight division. But it's all it takes is just to fucking book them in a serious capacity and they will get over. That's right. And you need to highlight what they can do as something that only they can do. Like you, if you're going to have no, a cruiserweight right. division, you tell Brian Cage, you, you do, you, you do power moves. You're the new Scott Steiner. That's who you are. Period. Absolutely. I can't help but think also, it's funny how you said about, uh, uh, Jack Evans from the heavens being like a good cruiserweight wrestler. You know who else he would have fit into really well? Probably the X Division and TNA. Like, yeah, not yeah. Well, besides that, but I'm talking about like a Kendrick and London tag team. He's kind of like them. Yeah, a couple of really good workers. If there was a tr- <laughs> very good workers, right? And look, Kendrick had a bit more charisma. Like you know, he got a look at one stage. He got pretty high up the card. London, not so no. much. You know what I mean? But uh, but Jack Evans, he kind of reminds me of that. But they don't even know what the fuck they're doing with him, man. So, and what about, is he still part of H2Go? Fucking whatever the fuck they call Honestly, man. H2 hybrid. The whole thing, like this whole show was like, I don't know. It, it's, it feels a lot like they've got a couple of things that they're actually focusing on and everything else TK is just like, okay, go, 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 go. And it's like, no, you have to slow down. Slow the fuck down, guys and girls. Fuck. Yeah. It's true. Well, and speaking of slowing the fuck down and timing, 
Um, I'm pretty sure somebody fucked up. Um, I'm not positive, but uh, Orange Cassidy won this match while we were on break. He did? Yeah. You know what? Like I said, I zoned out. Every time Orange Cassidy is on my TV, I'd rather be doing something else, man. But is that, did that really happen? That really happened. Orange Cassidy won with a small package while we were on break. We, we came back and JR said, we got to show you the replay. Well, that's what you call bad fucking placement, bad timing, bad fucking whoever is the fucking time fucking keeper. Ugh, fire him now. Yeah. And I, the thing is, is like, I'm pretty sure it was a fuck up because there was a big stall afterwards in the ring. Like it, they were sort of waiting for everybody else to hit a cue and the cue never came. So then eventually Hardy comes down and then the Hardy friends, you know, come down and they, so Hardy comes down and then the best friends come down and then Hardy's whole group comes down and then Hardy's group is beating up the other group. And then all of a sudden the greatest fucking song in the AEW hits and it's, Oh, yeah. I thought of that straight away. <laughs> And uh, they come down Damn and then, uh, clear the ring. It's 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 a huge clusterfuck, and I did not care at all about what was going on. There was a bunch of quails again, wasn't uh, it? Not yet. The quailing comes later. But <laughs> right now, it was just yeah. Honestly, man, I don't even want to fucking talk about it. It was really lame. Yeah, fuck it. Jungle Boy, I'm sorry, brother. Like, you've got some sort of talent. Heck, you've got more talent than us for being on television. But as a fan of professional wrestling, you just don't do it for me, dude. I'm sorry, man. I was a fan of your old man's back when I was young, back in the 90210 days. But yeah, man, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I just can't get into it like a fucking Jungle Jack fucking... Fucking calling Tarzan, man. And fucking have... Uh, Anna J as Jane. I could, yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, you know they're an item, right? They, they're going out. Yeah, I saw they're that. Both an yeah, item, I, dude. I saw out. that. Lucky. So why, why haven't they fucking? Yeah, I know, fucking lucky prick. But why haven't they fucking done? Why haven't they actually started calling it Jane? Tell me, that could be the biggest thing for these Mark Tards since fucking Elizabeth and Macho Man got back together. I agree. And I think that actually, like, as weird as this sounds, get him over. It will get him as over. As weird as this sounds though. And I, I really believe this, um, like actual romance in booking is one of the most like oldest thing. Yeah. yeah no, you're like right. it's, it's one of those things that gets over, man. Like, there's a reason why everybody fucking knows Romeo and Juliet. You know what I mean? Right. And and why Absolutely. so many people like it. And I, I really honestly believe that, like, a big part of why the WWF was popular with women for a long time was the Macho Man and Elizabeth thing. They could see themselves Absolutely, in the show. Dude. But I think that there are a lot of women who watch professional wrestling and they see these women wrestlers and they're like, I, I couldn't do that. There's no way that I could be that. Well, you got to be an athlete, of course, man. It's not easy what they do, including the women. Right. I mean? And so, I think that there are a lot of women who could see themselves in wrestling. If there was a Miss Elizabeth type, who's just there to act, 
Do you understand what I'm right. saying? Absolutely. Someone to fucking look up to and aspire to, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a wrestler, right? Absolutely. True. Yeah, exactly. But they don't want to give they don't want to give women a chance to be a manager or a fucking valet, whatever you want to call it, right? No, because the because the new because shit. the new social justice warrior push for like for like what they call women equality is actually to completely erase <laughs> womanhood completely from the planet. They want women to act exactly the same way men do, which to me is the farthest thing away from like feminism. Feminism should be right, ab exactly. about celebrating exactly. what makes women special. Do you know what I mean? And Right, but be careful, Chris, because you're a male fucking telling how females should be. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? See, see the problem here, man? You, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. We're not allowed to have opinions about females bro yeah no and i think that's one of the weirdest like just to sort of get off on a tangent here about politics the idea the right. idea that you can't have an opinion unless you're a part of group x is absolutely <sighs> categorically fucking idiotic thank you you said it preach my friend preach because it's fucking true man like, how dare we fucking say that shit? Yeah, well, that's just it. And the thing is, is like we all have people around us who are part of Group X or whatever. So it's not like we have zero connection to what we're talking about, right? Like when I say, right, right. When I say that like real feminism should be celebrating femininity and women um, instead of just trying to make all women act like men, I'm, I'm saying that partly as a father of two little girls. Do you know what I mean? And, exactly. and I, I look at my two little girls and they're very different from one another. Right. But they both like, of but course, they both, as they should be, right? Yeah. but they both, they're both tough. Right. Cause they're my kids. Right. So they, you know, they right. already know how to hit, a, you know, hit target mitts and like how to punch properly, how to <laughs> twist their funny. fists. Right. Right. Like right. They, they all know that, right. but they also really love Barbie and pink. And I don't, I don't, you yeah, know, because that's part of being a female, right? Exactly. And I don't want to take that away from them. And I don't want someone telling them, oh, that's patriarchal nonsense and you should just focus on your career and blah, blah, blah. No, like, I think oh, that women boy. should be allowed to be women and men should be allowed to be men and we should celebrate those things. Absolutely, man. What do you think male suicides have gone way up, dude? Well, maybe because they're watching AEW. <clears throat> yeah, maybe, maybe that. But in all, but in all honesty, though, it's because a lot of males aren't feeling fucking like a male anymore, bro. Yeah, well, they're not feeling fulfilled at all. Absolutely. Right. Because it almost feels like, you know, you know, we're getting fucking pushed to like, be fucking bitches. Yeah, like, like, listen, there is such a thing. Like, I've always said there is such a thing as toxic masculinity. Right. If you're Absolutely. if you're a fully grown man and you're still bullying people in a physical way, oh, you're, you're that's toxic God. masculinity. What the fuck are you doing? Don't do that. Right. Unfortunately, dude, there's still those types out there. Right. Man. That is toxic masculinity. Right. But when you and yeah. I right uh, talk about wrestling or boxing or when we you know, when we like that kind of thing or talk about it or, you know, even it, the word like the word play has like a sort of like a, a weird connotation to it. But like, you know, like when I'm hanging out with my buddies, like 
I'll often like roughhouse, right? Like I, I'll throw like a little like light punch to the yeah. side or whatever, normal, right? And, like, you know, push yeah. and shove and that kind of thing. There are people cool. who will say, oh, that's toxic masculinity. But no, it isn't. That's just masculinity. <laughs> like, yeah, it's boys being boys. Right. Bro. And that needs huh. to be allowed. And uh, yeah, anyway, I think that there would be a lot more female uh, fans of professional wrestling if actually like solidly written romance was a part of wrestling booking or a bigger part of it which it can be there's room for that absolutely i i think it's i think it's one of these avenues that just is not being explored and should be right but um, see but that's the problems society probably doesn't let them even attempt to do that in 2021 that's the issue yeah no, I agree. Anyway, let's move on because uh, we're not going to solve all the world's problems on a, sh- on, a, on, a, on a podcast about wrestling. That's why we need the fast center back, Chris. We need the fast center back, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, I'll, I'll look I'm into serious. it. I'll talk to Jargo about it and see what he thinks. <laughs> oh, he'll love it, dude. I, I guarantee you that. But anyway, yeah, yeah let's, let's move all on. All right, moving on here. We got uh, Chris Jericho uh, coming out to the ring for an in-ring interview with JR. Um I put, uh, I have written down here. I actually don't mind this thing along now that Jericho's a face. And I mean that I'm fine with it. Um, right. Um, Chris says, welcome to Chicago is Jericho, which, okay, cool. We're, we're right. using old school <laughs> stuff. That's fine. I told you it's Y2J cross fucking, uh, <laughs> the wee hybrid of Jericho. Yeah. It's like a hybrid of everything. Um, JR asks right. why Chris would put his career on the line against MJF. Um, Jericho says, you know, that's a good question and I'm going to answer you in a minute. But first of all, I just want to say, MJF, you're a piece of shit. And, uh, <laughs> they love that fucking word now, dude. Piece of shit is the new in thing in AEW, bro. It's honestly like what at this point in AEW? Right now, yeah. At this point, fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jericho talks. Oh, and speaking of JR, sorry, I just had to say, I don't know if you heard this. Apparently, JR is going to step away from commentary shortly. Oh, no. Yeah, that that's it's running pretty wild along the dirt sheets, and JR hasn't come out and denied it yet. So that's an interesting take. We'll see what happens there. I don't know whose call it is, but, yeah, I hope that's not the case. But I get it. But sorry, Chris, continue. No, on. no, that's cool. Um, I, I hadn't heard that. And um, I love JR. He's one of the best. He's he's one of the best things about this show because he's actually willing he to is. sometimes call shit out. And we need people like that, man, that fucking call shit out and not give a flying fuck about it, man. And why should he? Unfortunately, he's gotten a lot of heat by a lot of these AEW Mark Tards who just don't appreciate JR for who he is, man. Yeah, honestly, I I hate those people. Uh, <laughs> sorry. That makes two of us. I do. Um, basically, <laughs> Jericho compares himself to MJF. He says, you know, you're you're vicious, but I'm vicious, and you're not complacent, and I'm not complacent. Um, I got to be honest with you, because I love Chris Jericho, but a lot of his promos lately have been really rambly. Like, I can't. Yeah. understand like 
why he's using 18,000 words to say, I don't like you, MJF, let's fight. If he's got something really interesting to add, I can understand if you want to add some dialogue, right? But he just rambles and rambles and rambles. And all I got out of this was, you know, what I already knew, which is we're going to fight at the pay-per-view. And if I lose, I'm going to retire. Like We knew that already. What, what are you talking about? Why did you come out here and talk for seven fucking minutes? <laughs> it's, he's a prick. He called him a prick, man. So Right. Which I kind of like. He's a, piece, but, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, and then man. he ended it with, you're a little prick. Which is... Yeah, little prick. Yeah, exactly. Well, he is a little prick. So yeah, he's right on that. And everybody's a piece of shit in AEW, clearly. Because that's the in thing to call everybody a piece of shit. So, uh, I don't know, man. Like I said, these guys are trying to be the cool kids on the block so hard. They so hard want to be like, look at me, look at me. I'm saying piece of shit. Look at me. <laughs> but in saying that, you know, it's funny. In WWE, they've been throwing around bullshit and piece of shit since AEW have been doing it too. Yeah, so edgy. Super, super edgy. It's edgy. Edgy. Like, uh, you know, uh, Trump would say, like, edge <laughs> He'd repeat it. Oh, no, I forgot to mention, you know what made me laugh, man? Last week, do you remember when uh, Kenny goes to Christian? You think you know me? <laughs> you think you know me? That popped me because you, you get the joke, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, with edge and shit, yeah. which, is, which is fucking funny. So I just had to get it out there. But uh, everyone's gone bananas in AEW, man, and I'm confused. I'm lost. <sighs> like I said, man, I hope I'm found come Sunday night. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Speaking of lost and confused, um, coming up next, we might as well name these guys lost and confused as it's Brian Cage versus yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, yeah. Okay, so Cage jumps Hobbs before the match. Uh Taz is on commentary. Uh, I did write down here. I kind of like Hobbs's Harlem Heat attire. So I don't know if you saw what he was wearing, but like he belonged with Booker T and Stevie Ray. Well, I always called him Ice Train because he does remind me of Ice Train, who had actually flaming flames, but like sort of in blue. Yeah, in blue and white. He's ice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, blue and silver, blue and white, whatever the fuck. But hey, man. If he's, uh, <laughs> he must have been a fan of fucking Harlem Heat. I mean, I like Hobbs. You know what, dude? I'm going to, I'm going to say it now. And if Tuttles, if you're listening, which you are, I'm sorry. I know Brian Cage is your man, but God damn it. Even Hobbs has got more fucking talent than freaking Cage does. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know, man. I honestly like, watched Cage's this match done. made me mad because like, before they went to break, this match was going exactly how it should have. Both guys were focusing on power moves. It was, I can lift you, well, I can lift you kind of thing. And it was like, good, this is how this match should be done. At one point, Cage did one of those suplexes, like, over and through the ropes. And you could tell he just straight up lifted the dude up. Like, that's impressive. Because uh, Hobbs is not a small man. Um no, no, absolutely. But as soon as they came back... Hey, they're both behemoths. They're dude. both huge. And this is how they should work. It should be two big dudes who are muscular and strong, do muscular, strong moves, and have a muscular, strong match. Um, 
Exactly. They come back from break, and I literally – so this is what I put. Cage legitimately moves too fast. He doesn't give the crowd time to appreciate what he's doing, and he doesn't give himself time to actually, like, register the impact. So there was a there was a moment here where he does a big, like, running splash in the corner, but he's in such a hurry to do the next two moves – that the splash looked like he didn't impact. Like it looked like he just ran almost into Hobbs and then stopped, but it, but then hit him with his arms, just kind of whacked him with his arms instead of coming in and hitting him with the, with the fucking splash. Because he was in such a hurry right. to then jump up and do a kick and then jump back up and do a German suplex. It's like, do one of those fucking moves, man. Dude, I think that's always been Brian Cage's problem when you really think about it, you know what I mean? Like he, I don't know if he panics or whatnot, or he, or has he got the time at the back of his head? Like, Oh shit. If I don't do this, I'm going to be behind. Like, I don't know, but slow the fuck down, Brian, slow the fuck down. Take it easy, bro. And I, and I, I, I feel like if you were to say that to him, he'd go, yeah, but do you hear the crowd pop when I do it? Man, it's like the crowd fucking goes nuts because yeah, of how yeah. fast I'm moving. It's cool, and it's like, yep, that's yeah, that's right. right, that's right. Did you did you see that, a lot of? That's why you'll be retiring in a couple of years, brother. Yeah, but and also, like, tell me somebody who's had a better string of wrestling matches than Bret Hart, and then also tell me when's the last time you saw a Bret Hart match where the crowd was like, "You still got it," or this is awesome. Never. Because they were Never. paying fucking Never. attention to what was going on in the ring. They were enthralled. They were Absolutely. watching the fucking story. Chris, that's, that one's for you, bro. Spot on. Thank you. Spot on. Never did you fucking hear it. This is fucking awesome. Or fucking, you still got it. Because people were invested in what was happening in front of them, dude. There was no time to think of stupidity like that. Like you said, and you know what? I'm going to save your ass, Chris, because you're Canadian and I'm not. But fucking Bret Hart, man, I'm going to probably catch heat or I'm going to be called fucking a Canadian dick sucker. I don't know. But <laughs> in saying that, I'm going to say it. I'm, I've always been one of the biggest Bret Hart fucking marks, period. Yep. You know what I mean? But because you're Canadian and I'm not, I can give this a bit of more credit yep. because you know how it is for you guys. Oh, of course you're a Bret Hart fan. You're fucking Canadian. <laughs> rah, rah, rah. And like Tuttle said, he, he, man, he can, you can make the argument that he truly was the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever fucking will be. Yeah. But if you don't agree with that, he was definitely the, the excellence of execution, bro. Yep. Like, no one done it better than he did in, in the squared circle because he didn't have to do no fucking flippy shit. He didn't have to do none of that shit. He took his fucking craft serious. And sure, maybe if people will point out he took it maybe a little too serious, but fuck that, man. You know what I mean? Take your shit serious because we'll never have these sort of guys enter the squared circle ever again. And that's a travesty in my opinion, man. I agree. That art form and that seriousness has been lost. You know what I mean? Now it's all about... Spot, 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 get your shit in. Yep. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just hurry up and get your shit in. I need to get my shit in. Otherwise, fucking 
they're gonna fucking lose their shit. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's sad, dude, because I can look back at Bret Hart matches even now. I'm trying not to be biased. I'm trying to like think sometimes where okay, maybe it's because I was young. When you're young, you look at shit differently. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. I used to be so invested in Hulk Hogan matches. Yeah. And that's not because he was great in the ring. It didn't matter, though. Right. Because the guy fucking understood psychology. And how to tell a story in the ring. Fucking, and how to tell a story without having to do fuck all. Yeah. That's a special fucking skill to have, man. Agree. And not everybody has fucking had that shit. And that skill alone has been totally fucking lost in today's fucking world of professional wrestling, man. And it's sad. Yeah, I definitely didn't see it on the rest of this show. Um, definitely no. not. Um, so Hobbs wins with, uh, I'm going to call it an Emerald Fusion. I, he, he's got a different name for it, but he, it's an Emerald Fusion. Um, right. After Ricky Starks hits him with a belt. Um, this was fine. My only real thought at the end of this was like, Brian Cage, he's he's got a look that is so impressive and so awesome that he really does not need anything else. That's why I said he really should be the modern day Scott Steiner, right? Steiner did oh, almost nothing. Steiner is truly one of the best. Yeah. Dude. Steiner did almost nothing in his later run. Like, he wasn't doing flips and shit. He was just straight up power move, power move, power move. Here's my muscles. Look at my fucking muscles. Power move, power move, power move. Fucking uh, camel clutch win. That was it. That's Yeah, it was all it was all power-based moves, even with the Holt. You know what I mean? But in saying that, Chris, if you watch back in the day, like – you know, when he was with his brother, Rick Steiner, you know, as the Steiner brothers, man, Scott Steiner could fucking... He was incredible, yeah. He was one of these guys that physically very much reminds me of Brian Cage, like, because they're both capable of doing these things that are incredible. That's a huge compliment to Cage, and and unfortunately, I don't agree with that because that's just too much of a compliment. Because I I feel, I know he's going to sound stupid, but in many ways, Scott Steiner is so underappreciated and underrated in many ways. Oh, right? I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. I, I think I think that some of the best things about WCW, like in the 2000s, was Booker T and Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner. Booker T and Scott Steiner absolutely, getting their man. real shots. And those guys, to yeah. me, like if WCW would have survived, like they would have been in good hands with Scott and Booker. I really believe that. I agree, and they were kind of on their way. That was definitely the direction they were moving, yep. you know, into. But you know, too little, too late, man. The writing was already on the wall, unfortunately. But but in saying that, like Scott Steiner is so underappreciated, man. When really, he you can argue he's in the top twenty best ever, man. And that's arguably. Yeah, I th- I think you could make a pretty strong argument for him being there. Yeah, you can. You really can. He's got the mic skills. Dude, he could do hurricane runners if he really wanted to. He did. Steiner recliners. He did, right, exactly. He really did. He was doing yeah, it. The Steiner recliner he looked so I mean, it looked the way it looked because of how he looked. I mean, he looked like he could rip you in half. And he fucking would probably be able to rip you in half. Yeah. Dude. And he was like he And was he was fucking... innovative with moves too. Like, don't tell me the Steiner driver isn't dude, a really cool he fucking invented, move. He invented moves. Dude, he was an inventor of fucking moves. Yeah. Legit. You know what I mean? And and I feel 
I know people will say, oh, no, he's not over uh, underrated. But in some ways, he kind of is. You know what I mean? I feel like that would be kind of fucked his legacy up a little bit. Well, yeah. But, like, you know, they, re- they did. You know what I mean? But really, man, Scott, Scott Steiner, you know what I mean, was, was something else, man. And I don't know if we'll ever get that again. But you saying Brian Cage is like a Scott Steiner, to me, he needs to have so much better mic skills because Scott Steiner was one of the best on the mic. No, that's true. You know I, what, what, I, what I said was I think his physicality reminds me of a Scott Steiner because they can both do the power moves Scott, and the quick, like, flippy right. shit. They're both capable of it. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, to right. me, this guy really should be a Scott Steiner, but I think he should work like Scott did in the 2000s. Like, just look at me. Yeah, I'm really huge. True. Look at my fucking body. You know, but but you see, Chris, there's one little issue with that though, and this is why he's kind of ruined, in my opinion. This is just my opinion though, but and you, no one has to agree with me. But the problem though is he was doing that flippy shit too much. Yeah, he was going overboard with it, man. Like when look how big the guy is. Sure, he's not the tallest guy. I believe we're taller than him. Funny enough, I think he's like five nine, dude. But he's built like a brick fucking shit house, right? Yep. The, the thing is, and he's like he's agile, but a guy that size, like that size, you don't do fucking stupid moves like that, man. Unless you want to fucking have a short career, by all means. There's a reason why, you know, your JRs and you know your your, your guys that actually have experience tell these fucking type of guys to slow down. the fuck down yeah. because they don't need to be doing that. They don't have to. Yeah. And you know what? It gives you, it gives them the opposite effect. When you start doing that shit all the time, then the fucking smart cards are going to expect that shit. And when you don't deliver it, you're done. Yeah, I agree with you. I totally agree. Um, all right. Well, speaking of totally done, uh, Malachi Black is uh, up next. Oh, who? <laughs> yeah. Malaka. I forgot all about him. Yeah, Malaka Black. It's true. Dude. All right. So he's... He's in his uh, he's in his room, um, and he's talking. His room. <laughs> he's talking about how he wants to beat up this one guy, who I can't remember, but from last week. Um, yeah. But he says that that he he showed mercy to Cody, um, and Arn and Brock because he he put them out of their misery quickly. So I didn't know this. But apparently Malachi Black has murdered Cody, Arn, and Brock. I like somebody should call the authorities, Indeed? no? Well, you think? Cause because that's what he said. He said I he mean, killed them. You know what? I missed this segment. <laughs> I walked away to get a, to get a drink. I'm not gonna lie, I really yeah, did. Yeah. Did he really say that? Yeah, he said he killed Cody, Arn, and Brock. Yeah. It was like, oh, oh okay. Well, I guess. I guess they're dead then. I I, so, I imagined that Cody was going to come out at the pay-per-view and maybe do something with Malachi Black to take care of him, but apparently he's dead. I mean, you know, that baby with Brandy well, is just going to grow up without a father now. I <laughs> oh, man. Thank God the fucking uh, – the, the missus is still alive then because otherwise the kid would be a bastard, right? Well, if you're if you're not married, you're, you're the, the baby's a bastard. So technically, the baby's not really. Is that how it yeah. is? Is that how it is? If you're not married when oh, you're when harsh. your parents that's conceive harsh. you, you're a bastard. Oh, that's fucking sad, dude. But anyway, enough of bastards. Yeah. 
enough of that. Yeah, um, man, this is uh, enough of that. Yeah, weird shit again, bro. I don't know. Like this, that's weird, man. If they're dead. No, like I'm sure Mad that's pie, not what you? they're doing. Like I'm sure that's not the oh, booking, no, but it's no, like no, sarcastic, it's like okay, it's like what do you? Why the fuck will you say that? Like, <laughs> beats me. Who fed him this shit? Was it himself? I mean, if it was himself, I'll, you can see why fucking uh, WWE didn't let you do your own shit in fucking WWE, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, anyway, this. Oh was, well. If he doesn't do a, I thought you were dead when Cody comes back out with his fucking sledgy, <laughs> it's just not, it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, he needs to do the straight up Hulk Hogan when the warrior came out in WCW lip quivering thing. Or, or yeah, that, or remember when The Rock fucking got a, a, a page, a pager from, uh, from Stone Cold and it said Austin 316, whatever the fuck it said back in the yeah. day on his pager. Yeah. And he, and he and his eyes gawked like he's like they've came out of his fucking eye sockets. <laughs> that should be his reaction when Cody fucking comes back and 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 uses a sledgehammer and gets a bottle of like a bottle of water and starts fucking pouring it all over himself, dude. Yep, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, well, anyway, we're going to move on from this. And uh, if that seemed like a weird cut, it also seemed like a weird cut on my feed. Um, it was like we, they were doing commercial and then they came back and then like literally as they're coming back from commercial, QT Marshall's in the ring already with all of his guys. And he says something to the effect of, well, what we don't do in AEW is just make fun of people uh, like QT Marshall or something like that. It was a weird cut. Like it was like they were coming back from break. It's almost like they came back too early or too late. He was just already in the ring talking when they came back from break. And it was like, uh, that's a weird cut. I don't know if that was just on my end because like I'm in Canada and everything. But as I watched it, I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I mean, like just like Talkhard said in uh, in the chat, and shout outs to TCB. Uh, just we he, he says just weird how they'll be sending packing, and then the next week they brought back Zelina Vega. I know that's about Malachi, but yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. But yeah, it's it, you're right, Chris. I mean, weird, weird's been the they don't. Have, I'm telling you, man, tonight production was not on the ball, bro. No. Whoever was fucking in the back, like, you know, they were just all over the place. Timing was all wrong. Everything was ending fucking at points where it shouldn't have. I don't know what the fuck this episode was, man, but all I do know is it was a mess. It was. so In every sense. So QT Marshall's in the ring. He calls out Big Show. Uh, Big Show comes to the ring by himself um, opposite the whole QT Marshall crew. And I was like, okay, well, this is stupid. But no, show clears the ring. He beats the crap out of everybody. And then the gun club come out um, and they do nothing. They just stand in the ring. Uh, a big show turns around to sort of taunt QT Marshall. And then Billy Gunn hits show with the chair twice. And then him and his sons bugger off. And QT Marshall's crew beats up the big show to end this segment. Uh, this was the dumbest shit I ever saw on television, bro. Yeah. 
straight up, I didn't give a fuck what I was seeing. I didn't care. Great way. First of all, I didn't even give a shit about a QT Marshall match ever. against the ever, especially against the big show. Cool. Yeah. If that's not on the pre-show, which it probably won't be, <laughs> this is going to be pathetic. I know how this is going to go. Big Show is going to end it with just one punch to the face. One, two, three. Whoa, whatever his thing is. And that's it. Done. Yeah. And then something's going to go down with Billy Gunn here, which is like, are we really going to do, like, in 2021, we're going to do Billy Gunn versus The Big Show. I thought it was 1999, dude. Jesus. Damn. Time flies. Yeah, this was completely flat for me. I had no reaction to any of this at all. I was just like, this is dumb. Why am, why am I seeing this? This doesn't well, make any sense. Well, think about it. Look at fucking Tony Carney. If only he had a fucking twin brother, we could literally get a Dumb and Dumber fucking sequel. Well, there is a sequel, but like another one. Yeah. For sure, we it, but we'd have to call it Booker of the Year. Oh, the dumb and Dama presents Booker of the Year. That, yeah, that's that's money, bro. I mean, geez, yeah, like I said, man, I don't know if if TK's had a lot of broken promises, like, yeah, yeah, don't worry, man, we'll get you on the pay per view, you know what I mean, of some shit. I mean, but uh. What, why? Like, why the gun club too? I mean, why Billy Gun? Get the fuck off my TV, Billy. And your kids. Yeah. Fuck. This was... Get the fuck off. Super stupid. And I don't care where they go with it. Um, up next, we've got a women's match. Um, or at least something that they're calling okay. a wrestling match, Jimmy. Uh, Penelope Ford uh, comes Ooh. out with the bunny. And she's followed by Ugh. Ty Conti. Um, this was sloppy as yep. fuck, Jimmy. Well, sloppy seems to be the the trend of this show, bro. I mean, not only in production do we get slop, but heck, we even get it in the fucking ring. I mean, this I, like I was saying last week, I think on the skirmish or on the Carney show, I can't remember which one, but I remember saying to you, Chris, that uh, I feel like Tyra Conti is taking 20 steps back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like we're seeing the NXT version again, and that's unfortunate because she's got something. I mean, she's got the looks, obviously, clearly, but she's got something. And all that hard work for what? Like what happened? This, this honestly, this, this had no place being on television. These two women were so completely disjointed from one another. They were clearly all over the place. They were in each other's way. They were stepping on each other's feet. They were hitting, they were hitting quote unquote moves that had no impact and no nothing because each other didn't know what was coming. You know what this honestly reminded me of? Did you ever have like little kids who were like, who would like come up to you at like a Christmas party and be like, and be like, we're going to put on a play now. And then they just, 
they did a thing that they didn't practice and there was nothing and they were just saying random shit and doing random shit and you were like oh yay because it's you know it's your family but secretly in the back of your head you're like this shit makes no fucking sense like you kids are fucking retarded oh plenty that's what this match looked like it was so fucking bad and here's here's the worst thing okay Tayaconti does three straight punt kicks, like in a row. One, two, three. It's a two count. The crowd starts chanting, this is awesome. And I honestly, here's what went on in my head, Jimmy. Okay, I know that Chicago already has a lot of gun violence. But can we please have a few more people shot dead in Chicago this week? Oh, shit. Oh, oh. Chris, 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 it's 2021, my I brother. I know. <laughs> I know. But you know what? Fuck but it. But this fucking match because you know what? got You're a right. this is awesome chant. That's unacceptable. <laughs> that sums it up, bro. I mean, please, Chicago. I know you fucking peeps have bigger balls in this shit but uh clearly they're not from the south side bro oh my god i don't i don't not this fan base this was awful this was <laughs> so bad anyway conti wins nobody gives a shit she gets jumped after and then anna j comes to her rescue i did put it's nice to see it's anna back pop, dude. yeah I, I did put it's nice to see yeah, anna back i like pop. her she's she's talented I like her too, man. She's got something. She's not that great in the ring, but again, she's got something. You know what I mean? And like I said, if they don't pair fucking Jungle Boy and Jane, I want to call her Jane, not Anna J, Jane. I like that. They're losing dollars, man. Maybe then I can get into this Jungle Boy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. They've got to go all the way with a gimmick. Like, if you're going to do a gimmick that's like that, you've got to really go with it. You know what I mean? You doing the, Go hard, man. Yeah, yeah, like, doing this half-ass stuff with these gimmicks is... I don't know who likes this stuff, but to me, it's like, look, if you're going to say I'm a jungle boy, like, let's see some, like... Let, like, like go for it, right? I'm not saying it, it has to be serious. It can be funny. It can be a comedy thing, right? Like, George the Are Animal Steel was funny. Well, the whole... Is that what you're saying, dude? Like, Tarzan, we go full-blown, like, like, full-on? Are we, are we if you're going like, to do this, if you're going to do this gimmick, yeah. I, I think certain gimmicks, you have to go all in <laughs> or you have to just not do the fucking gimmick. A dinosaur? Two. A dinosaur. A dinosaur. I know. I know, I know, dude. I can't figure it out either, brother. I, I just... Uh... Jesus. <laughs> a dinosaur, bro. A dinosaur. Yeah. Like, I'm that... from Canada, dude. okay? So I'm a Toronto Raptors <laughs> fan, but that's dumb. <laughs> oh, man. That was perfectly put. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. That was perfectly put, man. That, that got laughs for sure, man, because that was so true, bro. Even back then, you Canuckers were even wondering why the Raptors, when the Raptors <laughs> became a thing in the NBA, even you guys were wondering why. <laughs> yeah, the Raptors. It was the Raptors. 
you're like but you know what i like it i like like it. i dude I, I was a huge jurassic park fan when i was a kid like that's one of my favorite fucking movies <laughs> nothing wrong with that i didn't you know what dude i've seen them back then and i just didn't get into it even as a kid but that's another that's for another show and another time yeah i mean listen but, you know, I like Star Wars, too, but I didn't like the Shockmaster. Like, you can like a thing and not like what <laughs> wrestling does with it. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and usually wrestling fucking absolutely sucks and fails miserably when they try that shit. Yeah. But I was never a fan of Star Wars just quietly. Uh, I, I actually can't stand it, bro. Between you and I and our listeners, <laughs> <laughs> fuck that shit. No offense, Papa Don, Spiro, whoever. I'm sorry. Buddy. Honestly, I always no. liked Star Trek better than Star Wars. So, oh, there we go. There's the truth. The truth comes out. But I hated Star Trek too. You know what's funny? I'm into UFOs and shit. Yeah, yeah. You think I'd be into that? You think I'd be into that shit? But for whatever reason, I'm just I'm not. Did you like the Aliens movies anyway, or like Predator? I loved Predator, the first one. Anything that came out after that was pathetic, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I didn't sorry. mind the. Uh, sorry, not sorry. I didn't mind the Danny Glover one, the uh, the sequel that was set in yeah. L.A. Oh yeah, it was okay. Yeah, but, uh, but nothing compares to the it original. Just, it yeah. wasn't the same. Nothing, nothing, man. Even for like, like spookiness, like you know what I mean. Like I don't know, man. Yeah. There's something special about that first one that will never be topped. Unless they take it more serious. Like, they went too deep with the Predator story in the future. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree with you. It, it, like, it's we, better off as, we, like... We didn't need to know that much. Yes. And I've always said that, like, one of the best things about horror is when you don't know. Right. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. You want to be, like, second-guessing everything. You want to fucking, like, think you know, but you really don't. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, speaking of uh, second-guessing... Uh, and not really knowing. Uh, next up, we've got Thunder Rosa. She's backstage, um, and she gets jumped by Jade Cargill and what's his name? I honestly cannot remember. What's his name? Jade Cargill. Oh, and the Smart Mark. No, Jade Cargill. Yeah, that's his name. No, Jade. No, it's name. Jade Cargill and the the dude who's not a dude. The dude who. Oh, Nia yeah, Rose. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to say Nia Jax, and that's just rude um, to both of them, <laughs> honestly. Imagine them two together, bro. Oof. No, no, I'm not going to imagine <laughs> them two together, Jimmy. I'm not going to do that. Oh, my God. I don't hate myself. You know what's even more disturbing, Chris? <laughs> yeah. and, and there's nothing wrong with this, just so uh, the listeners out there and whoever's fucking listening... Don't take me the wrong way. <laughs> but tell me if this is right, Chris. I, I'm pretty sure I brought this up months back, but I'm going to say it again. Did you know Nyla Rose goes both ways? I did not know that. So does, Fact. does you know, that mean that, out of the horses, so does that mean that there are circumstances where she uses her penis to make love yes. to another woman's vagina. <laughs> yeah. And a man's hairy asshole. I guess it goes both ways. Uh, it's a <laughs> There, something like that. All right. <laughs> I'm broken. Um, what the fuck was that, Jimmy? 
it was the correct fucking uh, effect. All right. It was definitely tingly. Um, well, moving on here. Uh, Jimmy, guess what? We get two Jurassic Park entrances in one night. You know what that means. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, God. Okay. So Jurassic Express comes out. Uh, they're followed by the Lucha Brothers. What am I listening to? <laughs> You're listening to horror, my friend. Oh, that's how I felt. That sounded great. We should do that. Like we should incorporate that at some point. Um, oh, the next time we're 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 covering an Alistair Black promo, you got to play that so I can cover it with that in the background. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Fuck yeah! And I was just reading. Sorry if, if that took me a bit, but talk hard. I believe I've never been cut off. I paid for, like, you know, we've paid for this shit. <laughs> so we're not just, um, I've, I've done over three hours on Podbean, never been cut off. Crazy. How long have we gone? So I don't know what's up with that. Yeah. We've gone 154 and technically we took like over 20 minutes to start. So we're going on our normal route. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. so Next up, the Young Bucks come out with, uh, well, the the Elite come out. It's the Young Bucks and Gallows and Anderson. Um, I have a question, Jimmy, and I'm hoping that you can tell me the answer to this. Um, because it sounded to me, and I'm not, I'm not being a jerk here, okay? I'm serious. The entrance lyrics, like, like the lyrics to the entrance song for the Elite, is yeah. is the lyrics we have lots of money and we're super gay <laughs> um uh, fuck, i hope not or maybe it's something about super kicks i don't know but just as i was listening it literally seemed like the the bucks were mouthing the words we have lots of money and we're super gay and i was just like all right i mean if that's your gimmick, it's what. Well, well, you know what, Chris? It wouldn't su- it wouldn't surprise me because they do play up on the fucking gay shit, and I mean that in a literal sense. And you know, gay being happy, gay. Um, so you know what, man? He could be onto something, man. I haven't noticed that, but it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Okay. Um... This match, yeah. uh, here's how I have it described. Everyone is everywhere doing everything, and I hate it. Uh, super kicks and flippy shit, quail dives, etc. Meltzer Driver gets the win for the Elite. I, I don't care to try I to mean, follow the rest of this. It's just ridiculous. There's super kicks and no selling and double flips and triple flips. And look at all this flippy shit I can do. Oh. Look at all this flippy shit I can do. Watch me do my flippy shit. You guys stand there now and I'll jump on you. God, I hate these fucking garbage matches. Well, guess what, Chris? What? I did myself a favor. And the second I saw that match starting, I was like, I've had enough. Mm, Don't blame you. I stopped watching. I swear to you, I literally stopped watching. I was like, fuck this shit. I already knew he was going to win. 
But I, I said enough. Enough is enough, and it was time for a change, which meant on heart turning off my fucking TV, bro. And yeah, I, like the great Owen Hart said, enough's enough and it's time for a change. It really was. And that change was fuck this shit. Yeah, it was garbage. That's it. I was officially done. 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 Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't take that type of shit anymore, Chris. I'm sorry. I'm not going to fucking put myself through that shit. I've already... These motherfuckers have already put me through hell with this show as it is. I just couldn't do it anymore, bro. Yeah. I just, I'm sorry to the listeners out there, but I just couldn't, man. Well, and the last few minutes of this show wasn't any better. Kenny Omega came out directing everyone to get beaten up. Uh, Christian came out to help, but he got beat up too. And then the cage came down. And then after the cage was down, a bunch of other baby faces tried to get into the cage but they were pepper sprayed and stuff. So they had to jump back down. Um, the elite beat everybody up in the cage. Omega held Christian's head up and showed him the belt. You know, the whole, like, you, you're not going to get that. This is mine thing. It's mine, Christian. It's mine. Yeah, like... <laughs> and I don't, I, oh, I don't have anything else to say about it. That's how the show ended. This was not a good episode of Dynamite. Yeah, you know what, Chris? I dare say this was even worse than a lot of the COVID fucking shows without fanfare, bro. It was that bad. It it was it, it was legitimately like there was a good match, and then that was it. Just it was downhill fucking skiing, bro. After that, everything else about this, like as I'm going through this card, I'm just like, okay. So tag match to open, good shit. Really good professional wrestling, okay? Right. A great opening to a fucking exciting show that should have followed that shit. Yeah, uh, and then second, we got the punk segment. Wrong. Daniel Garcia and 2.0 are the foils. Fuck off. Um, we got, uh, what else did we get here? We got a, an interview with MJF and Tony Schiavone. Schiavone's taking way too much fucking, look at me, look at me. I hate that shit. MJF is great. Just leave him the fuck alone. Um, Orange Cassidy has a shitty match with Jack Evans that ends during the commercial. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jericho comes out Dude, for an interview. He talks. He doesn't shut up. Nothing good happens. Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs do everything fucking wrong in a professional wrestling match. Malachi Black says he killed Cody, Arn, and Brock. That's fucking stupid. QT Marshall got on my TV for some fucking reason. Penelope Ford and Ty Conti had one of the worst matches I have ever seen. Um, the Young Bucks have lots of money and they're super gay. And there was an eight-man clusterfuck to end this show. This was a bad episode. Oh man, that that was <laughs> Chris. That deserved a drumch because you put it fucking perfectly. Except we missed one thing, which is probably a key segment, and I'm gonna put it out there right now. Did you see the? Um, the you know dmd fucking segment about a free agent 
Yeah, but then she just said it was. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, DMD there is like, oh yeah, this, this, is, a, uh, this is a great signing, and then it was just her. Yeah, but I think there's more to that, man. I think that's a bit of an Easter egg there, bro. I'm pretty yeah. sure Adam Cole Bay Bay is going to be I, signing with AEW. I'm pretty sure that's what they wanted people to think when they said that she had an of announcement. Of course, it was a wink, wink, nudge, nudge type of fucking deal. No, no doubt about it. You know what, Tuttles? I have not watched Heels yet, but I've been meaning to. Every time I look at it, I change my mind. But if you've watched it, don't give any spoilers, but is it worth my time? Is it good? That's all I want to know. If you, if you, if you say it is, I'll definitely give it a shot. But continue on, Chris. Yeah, I... Honestly, I don't even want Adam Cole to show up. I, if Adam Cole shows up, I'm like, great. Another dude who should be a fucking cruiserweight, but is going to take a bunch of time and energy away from people who are actually good professional wrestlers and can actually sell things. Like, well, oh my God, I hate right. this fucking show. You're right, except there's a little difference. <laughs> See what I did there? A little difference with Adam Cole because... You know, he's more like a, you know, like a Chihuahua or maybe even a Jack Russell, you know what I mean? He's mm. small, but, but but he's got a lot of bark, you know what I mean? He's got that going for him where he's good enough to where you forget that he's a midget. Not really, but you get my drift. Like, he's passable, dude. Mm. Like, I think he's good enough to give you the perception that he can beat anybody, even though he looks like a little fucking scrawny flat motherfucker, but he knows how to talk. He knows how to sell himself. He gets that part, which yeah, maybe I agree with you. saves his fucking little backside, literally. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think Adam Cole's a lot better than fucking we give him credit for. Look, it's cool to bash the little, little vanilla midgets. Let's be honest. You know what I mean, we're all guilty of it. But, you know, I've got to be real too, man. I mean, I don't think he's that much smaller than a guy like Darby Allen, and I've given Darby Allen quite a bit of credit. <laughs> that was a nice backhand compliment there, Chris. <laughs> Seriously. But you're right, man. You know, I, I want fucking proper... I want wrestlers to look the fucking part. But unfortunately, you know, we're in this era where we just got to be happy with what we're giving, Chris. I mean, we don't have to like it, but unfortunately, you know, We've got a passion for this shit, for this sport, that, you know, we want to fucking give it the benefit of the doubt. We want to fucking hope, you know, that this shit gets as good as we remember it. But unfortunately, maybe we'll be waiting for fucking forever. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. Yeah, we all fucking hate small appearing wrestlers titles, no doubt. Like, I don't but, mind small wrestlers, but have them wrestle other small wrestlers and then it looks right. Like, yeah, like I said, like, <laughs> one of the biggest fucking MMA guys in the entire world is, like, is is Connor, you know, it's Connor. And Connor's, I like, mean, he fights dude, at 170 pounds. He's not yeah. a giant. Dude, look at Jorge Masvidal. He's five foot seven, fuck's sake. Way, way taller than him. Right. And way heavier than him and just bigger human yeah. beings than he is but they and don't put him in the fucking cage with Brock Lesnar 
Sorry, peeps, we had a bit of a technical difficulty there with Chris. But in saying that, please like and subscribe to the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find all our shows. Also subscribe to hittingthemarks.com where you can find our shows there also moving forward. And in saying that, I'm Jimmy T. He was Christopher Hams, and you've been listening to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on, on the Hitting the Marks podcasting network. Peace.